This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. From the ArmeniaProud.com studios. Genatsat Hayed. This is a toast to Armenia with Jono Kabinjian. A comprehensive look at the Armenian culture only on lineupmedia.fm. Genatsat, Genatsat, Pailusin Spesek. Brian, how the hell are you, babe? I am doing very well this afternoon. Uh, folks, uh, we have an Anush interview. And uh, I'm glad you followed that up with interview instead of just saying we have an Anush. We we should one of these days have Anush <laughs> in here. I mean, she's been a big uh, part of the show, huge part of the show. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, hey, that was an interesting thing you told me uh, about maybe an hour ago. Yeah, I I remember uh, about an hour ago I was kicking back um, in the war room there. Yeah, and you were just talking and. Uh, you had uh, you went to a concert, yeah, and uh, your brother's friend brought his girlfriend, and uh, the girlfriend. Well, well no, the the talk, the tell brother. Me, tell me, my brother brought brought his friend and her boyfriend. Okay, so she was the friend. Yeah, all and right. we were talking about traveling around Europe and stuff because she's traveled all over the place, and she traveled through Turkey, and she was like, "Oh my God, you have to go to Turkey." And I was like, I'm not setting foot in Turkey. <laughs> Can you folks believe that? He told, he straight up told, all right, go ahead. And so, like, I mean, I did it in, in a funnier manner. It wasn't like, you know, I was very serious, you know, but, but I, I mean, I am in my heart. Uh, and I was just like, no, I was like, I, I really don't feel it necessary to go there. I was like, I work with Armenians. It's like, I'm the producer for a show called Armenia Proud. Like, you know, I just, I feel like it would be a betrayal uh, to you and to the people of Armenia and to the 1% Armenian that I am, it would be, it would be a betrayal for me to actually go and, and, and visit Turkey as of right now. You have really embraced this 1% Armenian, haven't you? Yeah. Why not? God bless Might you. as well. God bless you. I love it, man. That's that. When you said that to me out there, I was like, damn, that's cool. Yeah. The, that's cool. But the other cool thing though, is that after that, when when we were talking about it and we got we got to discussing the Armenian genocide, uh, she was she was actually just like yeah she's like they they just need to to admit that they did it like and and admit the atrocities and like all this and, and like totally agreed that like Turkey you know should uh, should, should make it. amends they and, did you know, this yeah yeah you know what I I don't have anything against those Turkish people and I I think. Uh, those are the ones that want to get peace between Armenians yeah. and Turks. It's the ones that uh, it's the ones that are just so nationalistic, and they they refuse to believe something like this. And you know what? How many times have we sat around and we we try to do conspiracy thinking and all that? Okay, I know your government. I know your history books. I know everything. That uh, your people have said, your scholars have said, nothing like this happened. But wouldn't you want to go to another realm of information, another part of history that you, even in the American history books, yeah. uh, I, they've changed. They've changed the whole savage uh, of the Indians and all mm -hmm. this. Now they're the American natives. Even uh, America has adjusted 
throughout all these times. You know, it was uh, when the Native Indians uh, did the attacking. What, what do they call that? Uh, well, uh, every every time that they did it, it was called a massacre. A massacre. And every time that we did it, it was called a battle. Yeah, a battle. Exactly. Despite the fact that we would completely slaughter villages of of men, women, and children. Right. Right. Like that that was a battle. Right. Like, but if they killed a few troops, it was a massacre. And in the history books back then, in the thirties, forties, and fifties, uh, you seen that. Yeah, you, you you read it like that. Yeah. So uh I, I get that they're kinda believing everything that the history books tell them. But you know what? I would try to explore some some other news, uh, some other world news and say, you know what? Yeah, yeah. This 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 did happen, and it's all a cover-up. So, any case, that that was cool, and for her to admit that, and uh, what what's that guy's name on Young Turks? Oh, uh, Chank Uger or whatever is that the guy? Sienk or yeah, it's, it's pronounced like Chank. Okay, well, yeah. in any case, he's now come out and said genocide did happen yeah, and that, we need to acknowledge it. Yeah. It only took him like eight years of being pressured by I, the I, internet I, to I, do it. But I, still. I, get, I get that And the name young Turks, uh, you know, here I got Bernie Sanders that I, I like, I like Bernie Sanders, uh, foreign policy, mm-hmm. but why are you on a show called young Turks? You wouldn't go on a, a show called, uh, Nazis or anything like that. That's exactly what the young Turks were to the Armenians. Yeah. So, you know, uh, you know, I know you're saying you support the Armenians and uh, the resolution and all this stuff for genocide, but yet you go on a show called the Young Turks. Change the name of your show if, uh, you know, you know that what the history behind the Young Turks are, too. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's uh, that's interesting. And, uh, hey, uh, Anush has got an interview here with uh, Ararat Mekertian. I hope I said that right. Makarchian. It's a lot of vowels. Yes. Uh, and um, he's with uh, Voskin Winery. And uh, Voskin, it, Voski is uh, gold, if you, you want yeah. to know that. so. And Anush and uh, Ararat are, that's a beautiful name too, being called Ararat. Yeah, I know. I was kind of surprised, like because I'm, I'm so used to it being a place, you know. Yeah, I I I, I don't normally run into any Ararats, but uh, uh, Anush and Ararat are covering the Kini Fest and uh, what's about to you know happen, and uh, it's it's a cool interview. I think you you folks will enjoy it, and uh, here it is. Hello and welcome to another episode on Toast to Armenia, Armenia Proud. This is the segment with Anush where I get to uh, talk to wine professionals, winemakers, and wine lovers. Uh, today, uh, the format of my podcast is a little different. We are recording at the Santa Monica Beach. The weather is beautiful and I have an amazing guest, a very good friend of mine, um, a person who appeared twice already on my podcast and every time he's in town I want to talk to him, I want to get updates and news to know what's going on in the winery in Armenia. Today we have Ararat Makarchan of Voskeni Wines. Hi Ararat. Hi Anush. Hi Anush. How are you? And actually many thanks for amazing studio right in the middle of Santa Monica Beach with um, surrounded by beautiful trees and 
Uh, lovely pets. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, it's so pretty. When I was thinking, you know, where can we record? And I just thought for a moment, I'm like, maybe we can try the beach. Uh, I mean, there's there's noise because we're sitting um, in, in, in the busy um, place where the cars are going. Once in a while, we're going to hear like fire trucks, etc. But I, I, I hope you guys don't mind and you're getting the vibe and the breeze from the ocean and you're having a, a good time. Yeah, here we are very close to the nature. Uh, what is more important, we are not in a, a studio uh, packed with some gadgets, but we are just next to the trees in the grass, so everything is really good. And we will talk about wine, uh, about Armenian wine, and many thanks for your job you are doing for all winemakers. Uh, we want to have someone who can just tell about us, tell about what we are doing, because we are doing it for our uh, wine lovers and everyone who is uh, interested in Armenia and um, sort of uh, w- w- working with Armenian products. Absolutely. Thank you. So I wanted to thank you again for, you know, coming and participating at the Guinea Fest, the um, second annual Armenian Wine and Spirit Festival. We had such an amazing time. The response, I mean, everyone loves your wines and uh, everyone was happy to meet you in person. So tell us uh, what's going on in the winery. What have you uh, added on any new products? Um, uh, How easy is to find you now here in Los Angeles or United States? Give us give us the updates. First of all, Guinea Fest shows that uh, this format is really, really um, uh, working. It means that, uh, that, that everyone wants Guinea Fest to happen at least once a year and take part in it. Uh, at least uh, all my relatives now in California know about it and just scheduling their uh, participation in it. Uh, we are, as a producer, this year uh, we launched uh, Rosé. We mm-hmm. call it Zero Rosé. Uh, which translate uh, Rosé of Love, and it's soon gonna be in America. We, uh, but you you had the rosé available for the tasting at the Guinea Fest, and it was the the feedback was amazing. People loved it. Thank you. Actually, we used grape from our uh, Grand Reserve uh, wine uh, through senior process uh, uh, wine grape for for our rosé. It means that this grape uh, growing very high in the mountains in altitude of 1,650 meters, which is really amazing place in the mountains of Yerik um, Nadzor. So uh, that's why I think this rosé uh, was notable for everyone. And also w- what we are proud of is that uh, rosé made from RNA. It's it's yeah. It, it had very nice qualities of the RNA, but it had the uh, lightness, uh, but still very complex rosé, which I think is an amazing option for summer for those who love um, uh, red wines. But it's too hot to drink red. This rosé would be absolutely amazing. Thank you, thank you. I hope I hope our wine lovers will will uh, love it and say their comments in Vivino or. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, yeah, definitely. 
absolutely. There are some applications that you can download if you are into wine and you want to save and search for wines that you like. Uh, you can download the apps. One of them is called Vivino. One is called Wine Searcher. And that way you can put it up there, take a picture, and then have it in your history or um, you know, simply give your feedback. And then that way also you are helping promote the wines because someone who is looking for rosé, they can accidentally stumble on that for them who don't know it, and then they will uh, be buying um, the wine. So the rosé will be available soon? Yeah, uh, it, 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 it will be available soon. I hope it will be in September mm-hmm. um, because shipment to uh, U.S. from Armenia is usually taking one or two months um, yeah and we are very close to making the shipment and where can um, uh, the listeners you know the listeners who live in Los Angeles where can they buy your wines the one except rosé because rosé is not here yet so you have a, um, a white wine and you have two reds right we, we have uh, reserve uh, 130 uh, which means reserve, uh, which means the age of uh, our wines we are uh, we are using for for this wine and we have classic line Voskeni red um, all, all, all of the reds are award winners from US and uh, G- G- German and Bra- Belgian uh, wine competitions and we have white um, 2017 which was uh, recently we got medal from sommelier selection uh, we haven't announced it. We got to know about this just yesterday. <laughs> that is awesome. Thank you. So, uh, so w- w- what we, uh, I, what I urge is everyone who is interested in uh, repatriation or in Armenia, just visit us, and you will see that everything is real. We moved to Armenia, and uh, we start uh, the, this uh, initiative from from scratch. Just we had uh, our grand grandfather vineyards, and now we have operating business which is oriented to export. We are working with different countries countries of different regions so um, so it is part of new armenia it is a, it's amazing so uh I highly encourage everyone to come and visit the, your winery while there. But over here, so um, going back to my question, they can purchase the wines uh, from uh, winesofarmenia.com, which they ship uh, all over the United States. Absolutely. And also for those who live here, can they buy it from like local stores? Yeah, I, uh, th- that's uh, uh, available in California, in Glendale, in Remedy, in uh, Johns. Johns, uh-huh. And uh, in... Uh, it's going to be in several new places where you, uh, you, you can see the shelf of Armenian wines. Everywhere you will find the Voskeni among them. Now, you, it, it will differentiate with the man, uh, or old picture of uh, uh, man in a suit and that my grand-grandfather... I was going to ask, you know, the label uh, on, the, on the wine is a, depicted a picture um, of a gentleman with a hat. Who, who is that person? That person is my grand-grandfather. He used to live in in Boston, United States, back um, to 1990s, and then he moved to Armenia uh, following his um, love, uh, because his wife rejected to move to America, so he moved to Armenia. Uh, and the hard, he was quite rich, and he purchased uh, factories and the land, and he started doing business. But during the nationalization and the Soviet time, um, business-minded people wasn't the uh, right person for that country, uh, and he was repressed, unfortunately.
Oh, but but so um, but then you guys came back and reinstated and restarted what he did. Yes, he, he, actually we share uh, his uh, his idea about new Armenia and the stronger Armenia, and we believe that the second try will be more successful than the first one. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's why we use in our grand grand for uh, father a picture on our label, just to um, give a feeling to everyone that um, the dreams come come true. And what we have to do is just have persistence and exactly. passion. Yeah, I was going to say dreams do come true only if you work hard. Absolutely. So, um, so I, I just I was looking, flipping through this uh, brochure that you gave me during the Guinea Fest wine tours that Voskeni is um, uh, going to offer. Tell us more because this is the season when a lot of Armenians go to Armenia and they are looking for fun things to do. I mean, it's all great to see all the relatives, etc. But you want to do things that you know you could do here. Let's say you go to Napa Valley, you want to go taste wine, you know, have lunch. So you guys have. Um, started an amazing series of wine tours for every type of interest. Tell us more about it, please. Yes, since this year we have um, developed a facility which can accommodate uh, every needs from corporates to families who would like to have a winery visit, um, have a picnic, or they want to have some team building, let's say even even baking the lavash together or um, paint uh, the pictures with uh, uh, color using instead of colors using the wines um, so a, a, everything is very is very interesting so um <clears throat> What we do is our family members are doing this program of wine tours. It's not just uh, corporate business, it's our family business. And when you come to us, um, we show what we have done. You can taste wines right from the tanks, in uh, right from the barrels, different vintages. And our winemaker, he will explain personally um, uh, insights from Armenian winemaking. Later, you can just try in a beautiful terrace with a view to Ararat Mountain and uh, winery and vineyard, uh, our wines and food. That, that sounds like a perfect day or perfect half day to spend, I mean, for sure, for, I think, uh, wine lovers and non-wine lovers, because just to be in that atmosphere is already amazing. There is something that I, it really excited me because I love wine and uh, the technicalities of it, you have something for, I think, maybe a little bit more adva- advanced wine lover, something that's called blending, which means, you know, adding different um, uh, uh, varietals. If, let's say, it's a red blend, you can add in, in, in let's say, in the European varietals, let's say, Merlot, Cabernet, and um, Petit Syrah together in a different proportions, and you make your blend the way you like it, just like, you know, making um, a soup, you know, you add something more, something less. So you have blending. What kind of blending and what is it? Yeah, we call it blending um, because we have um, about 10 uh, tastes of um, red, even though we have a uh, final variety of like just two uh, red uh, red wines. But we have wine materials mm-hmm. um, which are so different from two regions, uh, from um, mainly RNA variety, but still um, uh, they are from different stages during the development of, and the processing of wine. Mm-hmm. Let's say... Uh, uh, we have the pro- uh, uh, press 
first red, we have the red which was aged in barrack, we have the red which was in stainless steel, we have uh, red wine which was from different varieties, uh, the vintages. So, so many variations to make your ideal blend. Mm-hmm. Because you want to balance taste, nose, palate, and everything. So we have that um, uh, complex uh, notes so that you can just combine uh, and, and make your, 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 your ideal wine. Your own blend. That sounds like so much fun. For me, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, for every winemaker share that uh, passion um, to try and taste because our main working um, <laughs> working organism is our tongue, and it's so interesting to uh, taste these big differences and uh, the wines. So, and every year is so different from each other. Uh, Armenia, like France, when you have really big difference uh, year to year in, mm-hmm. in tastes uh, and that's come because we are not a Spain when there is a drip irrigation and mm-hmm. you just have like in McDonald's every burger very similar to others mm-hmm. uh, in, in, in Armenia even uh, fluctuations of the harvest is about 30 to 60 percent mm-hmm. from year to year it means that the one grape taste and the composition of the minerals and the uh, 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 water I mean it's very different from yeah. year to year yeah yeah it's not it's it's not it's not a grape that tastes same every year year to year because there's lots of uh, factors that go into um, you know maturation and um, making of the uh, f- final wine um, that sounds that sounds like a perfect um, you know, perfect. Again, I'm going to repeat myself. It's a perfect time to spend. So when I come to Armenia and I'm coming in September, I'm definitely going to come visit. I want to do all of it. I want to paint. I want to blend. <laughs> I want to just live there. Speaking of which, are you guys thinking of um, having a uh, rooms for people who want to stay overnight? Do you have the capabilities? <laughs> Actually, we are working on it, uh, but very soon, I think from next year, we will have uh, minimum four rooms uh, mm-hmm. available for our guests. Currently, we, uh, we are very close to Yerevan, <laughs> and uh, in case uh, our guests usually stay up to like 1 a.m., uh, it's it's quite common for us, and we help them to just to get uh, back to the Yerevan. It's not a problem at all, and in our winery, we suggest forget about the time, and and um, unfortunately, we since this year we have Wi-Fi, but uh, I'm personally against that. <laughs> we want yeah. people to just uh, forget about uh, routine life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I'm sure it would be safe, like to take a taxi and to go back to Yerevan. It's a short trip, but you know, I would absolutely, you know, love you know once you come and relax and just sit there and you know sleep there and and wake up. Um, Let's see, anything else exciting? I mean, there's so much excitement, you know, the new rosé, you know, the wine tours with so many variations and stuff. Is there anything else? I mean, you guys launched in the United States. The launch was, the big launch was in December, no, in, 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 in January that uh, Stepan Bardasaran organized. We went, it was an amazing event. Yeah, it was late late Jan- January, I think yeah. so. And uh, we were so so happy to meet Stepan in America. He He's a big fan 
one of Armenian wines and he supports uh, many brands and, uh, and please visit his website uh, armenianwines.com uh, and, and I think he's personally um, deserved to, to be uh, appreciated for every, every his efforts for Armenian wines I'm, I'm not sure that he's making enough money but uh, <laughs> for, for himself no money is <laughs> <laughs> but uh, his efforts really really um he's he's such a big supporter big um, advocator big promoter of the wines of armenian wines uh he's an amazing person with like very he he he, from day one he was a big supporter of the guinea fest and he said you know anything i can do to help and every time when i have a project or something where i have to appear on tv or i have to um uh, do a live and talk about armenian wine i always like reach out to him and i ask him like stepan you know i'm going to do this and this you know i'm doing a seminar etc and he always um uh, provides me with the wine he all he's always there to support because he it's it's not i mean it's of course it's all the financial and monetary things too but there is more to that you know because when you are armenian and you love wine and you see all the hard work that you guys in armenia have gone through and you are doing you know over here on our end we want to do everything possible and impossible you know to get the word out to promote it to show it to share it to um celebrate it together thank you thank you <coughs> we see that effort and really uh, grateful for uh for, for every everything you do um and uh, just uh, want to, to say that um, uh, we really share love uh, through th- uh, through wine. You do it through podcast, podcasts, uh, um, and Stepan do it through uh, promoting Armenian wines. And I see that uh, he, he, he he's uh, re- doing a hard job because uh, our, among Armenians, maybe wine, Armenian wines are are popular, but he's trying to reach non-Armenian community as well, mm-hmm. which is very important because at the end of the um, day we want to entire world to know that Armenia is one, uh, one of the ancient ancient winemaking regions and we do really hard work to prove that we do high quality high quality wines in our, in our region not um, I mean uh, on, on a level not less than let's say in Napa Valley or in France or in other regions so uh, no, the only thing we, we really need is more partners like you and really thank you for, for, for the job you are doing and um, once you are in Armenia um, just uh, check uh, on the website or in Facebook the Voskeni really love to see everyone with families with kids or I don't know or oh, that's know. that's important. You guys are family friendly. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's you, you amazing. See, when you have like two kids, <laughs> you cannot be <laughs> not friendly with the family. Yeah, some some well, some wineries, you know, they don't want the kids in there, so they are like, no, no kids, please. But that's amazing because you can come and spend actually the whole day with the family. You know, while we were while while we were speaking, I um, remember that uh, we also wanted to talk about um, the new uh, consultant that you have. Um, uh, invited to join the team of the uh, on Voskeni team. Yeah, actually, tell, tell us a little we, we built it him. and um, uh, strengthened our, our, our team in production. Uh, this year, we uh, hired one of the um, 
brightest minds uh, among uh, young Armenian professionals from Germany, um, Revont. Um, uh, he moved from Germany to Armenia and he joined our team. And also we have uh, contracted Stefan Daranen, core consultant. Um, they are in top 10 of the world wine consultants. That's very important for, uh, for, for the business, especially in Armenia, because we need um, someone with a worldwide experience. Mm-hmm. And the Stefan experience especially, he has a very good experience in Lebanon, in Georgia, in Bordeaux. And um, that skill set is very, very helpful for us, uh, both from production and he, tar- uh, he just put the vineyard uh, in, on the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he considers like he's 90% of the wine is a vineyard. It's, it's our mentality. We want um, to master vineyards first. And then uh, uh, in in a winery, sure, uh, you have protocols, you have the uh, your, your signature, you do it like a bit different from uh, other. But uh, I think the major job mm-hmm. you have to do in in the vineyards. And our idea, th- since this year we applied for certification, we will do in three years, like in the label, you will see it will be bio wines. All okay. of them. Biodynamic? Uh, uh, no, just the natural. Uh, natural, okay. Natural. Uh, because I, we want to have this natural background in Armenia. We don't want to anyone to use the chemicals mm-hmm. during the harvest, uh, during, during the growing of the vines. Because um, we want everyone to share this natural approach. Um, and we love to, to, to do things uh, organic. That's amazing. I mean, the, um, the it's it's interesting how you know, for Armenia, you know, we weren't there. Everything was organic to a certain point, while there were a lot of chemicals all over the world. And I think now it's going back to organic. So I think the gap of using chemicals in Armenia wasn't too big. So I think we kind of spared a little bit the land. I don't know if that's correct. Maybe just maybe 10, 15 years. But now seeing the trend going back to the organic, or is it not the case? Uh, actually, we have in Armenia our issues regarding organic or non-organic uh, uh, viticulture. Uh, especially uh, the matter is most of the wine vineyards are belonging to the um, small uh, farms. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the villages, and uh, these farmers, they are not very good in understanding of the culture, and um, they are advised by just a local store, chemical product uh, distribution oh. store, and they are just using sometimes something which is not needed just because someone in a store tried to sell. Sell it. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, that's, that's quite common practice and that's why we are very focused on just changing this practice and focused on not using chemicals and Mm -hmm. just be be as natural as possible. Maybe also to incorporate, I mean I I guess it would be part of the agricultural ministry to incorporate maybe some programs educating the um, you know local village villagers on how to you know, not to ruin your food with a bunch of chemicals. But that's another topic for another podcast. So, um, I don't know, this is such a um, great, I mean, I love your wines. And I have shared, I think, on my um, uh, Facebook and Instagram pages, there is, like, uh, lots of pictures of your wines because I truly appreciate the quality and what you have done with the wine. It's truly amazing wine. 
I'm very excited about the rosé, about the wine tours, about all the success and hard work I see. It's it's absolutely amazing. Uh, thank you for being on the podcast. Um, for traveling to the Guinea Fest and joining uh, the fun and celebration. Um, before I um, let you go, is there anything else you want to add? No, just uh, want to wish you um, have more followers and see the like TV channel or blog with you, uh, and we're gonna support it as much as possible. That sounds um, fun. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, and hope your followers number will grow because the uh, more love we spread, the more followers will join us, I'm sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much. Have a safe trip back, and we'll see you soon. Thank you very much. Cheers. Another interesting interview there, Brian. She always gets it done. Always, always. Uh, and, uh, hey, one more little shout-out before we uh, end the show here. Uh, FC Punic celebrates a second uh, qualifying game, uh, beating uh, the Czech uh, FK Jeblanik. Okay, 2-1. to one. This is for uh, Euro uh, This is for Euro League play here. So uh, they just won their second. They're in the second stage, so that's kind of big. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, and it's an Armenian club, so the FC Punic, uh, they just got the job done, and the players, the team, they're they're really, uh, they're, they're feeling good about it. Mm. it. It's good to bring back soccer to Armenia. I mean, now we're starting to look good again, so, you know. Yeah. Because we had a downtime for maybe seven, eight years, and now it seems like uh, we got the ball rolling again. Yeah. <laughs> we got the ball rolling again, <laughs> hopefully in the, in the goal. All right, my friends, thank you so much, uh, Brian, and uh, thanks for kicking ass uh, earlier. Yeah, uh, you no are. Yeah, you, you really showed your 1% Armenian there. God bless you. And, folks, uh, keep listening to the show, and we'll, we'll get some guests on. I know it's coming. Hey, folks, catch our shows. Uh, we got some backlog uh, interviews that are – it's a must listen. If you're on the road – matter of fact, uh, check this out, Brian. I got a phone call from an Armenian, and he said – Man, I listened to your shows from Memphis to California, and I tell you what, the time went so fast. I hope he wasn't speeding like I was a couple of days ago. Hopefully not. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, well, I don't know why that cop uh, couldn't get, let me go there. I did, I did 87, Brian. I did 87. I was just driving, but no, no big deal. But uh, he didn't buy into my... Uh, explanations i guess all right from uh brian jano take care get out to kishir party we'll see you next time tune in next week for another episode of a toast to armenia with jano kabinjian find the show online at armeniaproud.com and subscribe on itunes google play stitcher podbean and all major podcast outlets Join the conversation at Facebook.com slash Armenia Proud or Twitter at Armenia Proud. Get all of our podcasts now at lineupmedia.fm. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.